Welcome to Mint and Burn, the academic analysis of blockchain and other technologies in the decentralized digital economy. I'm your host, Kelsey Navin, and we are tuning in from the RMIT University Blockchain Innovation Hub to bring you expert guests and frontier ideas. Today, we're joined by Angela Kreitenweiss, the founder of Token Engineering Academy, alongside Dr. Iman Polit from RMIT University. Welcome to both of you. Hi, Kelsey. Hello, welcome, or thanks for having me. <laughs> great to have you here, Angela, and also grateful for your um, early morning, which is our evening. Uh, perhaps you can kick us off by explaining for the audience, what is token engineering? Yeah, happy to. Token engineering is the design, verification, and optimization of token-based economies. And thus, we are drawing from engineering disciplines. We are drawing from computer science, of course, from economics, game theory. And since we're designing new systems, we can program uh, economic systems. We have data available about these systems on a granular level, like never seen beforehand. In crypto, we can apply uh, methods from systems engineering. We are drawing from uh, complex systems engineering as well as data science and AI. And since we are building socio-technical systems, we're also drawing from political science, uh, governance, um, policy making, um, behavioral economics, and also law and ethics. So this is the whole universe of token engineering. And as such, it's a new Engineering discipline, we consider it the newest engineering discipline after software engineering was established in the 1960s. And in this tradition, we try to bring rigor in the analysis and design. Um, we are also applying verification methods and uh, reconcile theory with practice. So it's an applied sector plus a sense of responsibility because we're building public systems. And that's what we are trying to establish at TE Academy. So how on earth did you uh, come into this field or I guess um, come about um, helping to establish this field? And yeah. what is the Token Engineering Academy? So me personally, I have a background in early stage um, startups and venture development on both on the investor side and startup side. And I built uh, Web2 digital products for a couple of years. And since then, my area, particular area of expertise was this business modeling and understanding the problem solution fit. So what's the motivation of a user of a product? What's a problem we can solve with the product? And when I first time um, came across crypto and blockchain startups, this was back in 2017, I understood that, yes, we have the same problem. So what problem uh, do we solve the same challenge? But then at the same time, we can design entirely new interactions. We can define new roles. So it's not this bi-directional um, supply demand. Um, you're trying to sell a product, you're trying to sell a service. It's It can be much more complex. And to me, this was like, oh, this is exactly what we need for so many challenges ahead of us. Um, 
I was back then active in renewable energies, in electrical mobilities, and uh, in decentralized systems, peer-to-peer -peer electrical systems was a big topic back then. And then this, oh my God, what can we do with tokens? What can we do with incentives, with designing these new networks? This was so exciting that I decided to leave Web2 and explore this uh, new topic of tokens in uh, I first started to organize uh, community meetups inviting projects to uh, share their token models it was a lot about writing white papers back then only on a conceptual level and I understood that we had there so much still uh, in terms of open questions how to approach these new questions how to really understand the challenges And um, fortunately, I met Trent Beconaghy, Ocean Protocol, who is still an important contributor to the space, and Michael Sargam, founder of Block Science. And um, we, we yes, yeah, started working on this vision of, actually, this is a new discipline in its own rights. It has a very particular uh, questions and, and a mission. And uh, in 2020, we opened the TE Academy with the first course and this was super successful. Uh, we had a lot of requests and student applications and then 18 months later more than a thousand uh, participants in our offerings in early stage introduction to token engineering programs, ecosystem value flows, um, several weeks um, programs and hackathon style collaborations with crypto. Um, yeah, and this was my journey. And today we are just about to launch the first comprehensive education and certification program in token engineering. I was going to ask, um, yeah, I mean, how do you go about training a token engineer? I know you've developed this course. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the vision for this course and the different modules? Yeah. <clears throat> so first of all, imagine... This is an engineering discipline just forming. So there is no pre-formulated cur curriculum. What, what do you have to know as a token engineer? And T Fundamental tries to formulate this uh, for the first time. Um, here we were collaborating with practitioners in the token engineering sector. And... Uh, the T Fundamentals course is a combination of five modules. Module number one is an overall introduction to token engineering as a field, mapping out the, the various areas of challenges. And module two to four are three, the three main steps in the token engineering process, which is discovery, uh, design, and deployment. And here... Um, For the first time, it's a comprehensive uh, guide and step-by-step -step going over, okay, if you design a token-based system, what are the steps? And the last module is about governance. So uh, governance for token engineers, token-based votings, and uh, but the whole new field um, of algorithmic policy-making, Uh, decision space governance surface and decentralization in its essence. I think the great thing is about this sort of vision and course is the fact that you don't have to come from a science background. It's very open, right? And the whole point of this 
multidisciplinary ethos is that it welcomes um, anybody who's interested. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so uh, generally, we have students uh, with a great variety of backgrounds, and we really value cross-disciplinary collaboration because we think this is exactly what we need uh, for designing the systems. It's not a technical challenge alone, and it's also not a social challenge alone. And these people have to come together and collaborate on these systems uh, to make them good sustainable, successful, resilient systems. And we invest at TE Academy, we invest a lot in enabling this cross-disciplinary collaboration. Uh, for example, if we have live uh, courses, there are separate steps in um, bringing awareness to the challenge of cross-disciplinary collaboration. Yeah, and overall, we We try to have in, in our programs, as well as our hackathons, and also at the TE Fundamentals course, have this variety of people with, um, I mean, 40% have a computer science, economics, or engineering background, around 30% data science, um, also math, physics, um, but then um, a solid 30% um, percentage have a background in aid, either crypto, so they are active in DAOs already, uh, or have a background in uh, other social sciences, psychology, or uh, Web2 product people, designers, UX design. This is roughly the combination of uh, prior fields of study um, at our students. That's so interesting. And you were saying um, just before we started the recording that there's over 2,000 people registered for this initial yeah. course, which yeah. is really incredible. So since we opened up uh, signups, and again, uh, this uh, T Fundamentals course is to be launched on October 11th. So it's still not live, but we have more than 2,700 signups. And we started with peer-to-peer -peer study groups. Uh, meaning uh, the T Fundamentals course itself is an online course, so everybody can study it. It's By the way, it's free, no charge, um, fees charged for students, and you can study wherever you want. It's an online course, and in addition to that, we run study groups. And here again, it's important for us to have a variety of study group hosts with various backgrounds. Some are uh, active for years in the crypto sector. Some are newcomers. Some are from with a technical background, some not. We have even a group TE, token engineering in memes. Uh, but then also um, people with uh, advanced and also uh, already existing experience. And at the moment, we are running 26 study groups. Uh, so with trainings for the host and now getting ready for the full course in eight languages and more than 10 time zones. So it's English, it's German, it's uh, Italian, Spanish, um, Portuguese. Um, what else? We have an African study group. Uh, we have people from India, Japan. Uh, so it's really... Polish, Russian, uh, so it's really exciting to see not only the program coming to life, but also the excitement uh, of the people aiming to become a token engineer. Mm, so interesting. And so I'd like to dig a little bit more into some of the kind of theoretical foundations of this mm -hmm. idea of token engineering. And one thing that you 
emphasize um, across some of the, the components of the course and um, kind of um, TE Academy itself is this idea of commons in what seems like an Ostromian uh, sense. Um, so can you go a little bit more into that influence and why you think it's important to emphasize uh, the commons in the design of computational systems? Mm. I mean, first of all, the commons are important for us looking from uh, the education perspective because um, we know that for establishing a new discipline, um, we have to create knowledge as a public good and we have to uh, digest, curate uh, knowledge and create uh, guidance and courses as a public good to make it as accessible as possible for anyone who's interested in this field and also to achieve this cross-disciplinary um, collaboration. Second, for the discipline itself, we need a lot of different uh, contributions that we are actively um, supporting and um, yeah, establishing activities. We call it the Token Engineering Knowledge Commons. Um, because we need, first of all, a curation of knowledge. Second, we need all the tools. Uh, token engineering is really just in a very early stage. What we today know in software engineering when it comes to um, you have established tools for collaboration, for example, GitHub. You have established uh, processes on how to uh, combine various contributions into one code uh, or one repository. These are um, practices that we don't have to the same extent in token engineering. Yes, this modeling and simulations is pretty common in other engineering disciplines, and we can apply a lot from the processes here. But then still crypto special, uh, socio-technical systems are super special. So how to model behavior, uh, you can't, you know, there are some additional challenges compared to modeling physical systems. And this is all very new. And that's why in support, it's important to create these public goods in terms of tools, uh, knowledge, uh, repositories, libraries, and also to develop our um, ecosystem of token engineers, our students, but also the wider ecosystem with projects, with um, uh, service consultancy firms, in a way uh, that we look at, okay, what, what is the common good of token engineering and how can we support it and grow Sorry, it? Very interesting, Angela. Um, I was going to ask, I was just watching a video from your YouTube channel introducing your first module, the of T fundamentals, mm -hmm. and I saw an interesting quote, um, or I saw um, mm -hmm. something interesting that Jeff Emmett from the Common Stack said. He said essentially, you know, don't mm -hmm. be, um, you know, don't be put off if you don't come from a science background. Uh, uh, you know, it's there's it's token engineering, but you know, the point is, he himself used himself as an example and said, you know, I know how it all works, and in my role, I kind of, I don't even go, I don't dive into the weeds in terms of the the, math, the maths and the programming, my, my role, I use token engineering uh, so I can communicate to clients and then and then the next um, iteration, probably DAOs, which is a very interesting uh, frontier in this space. Um, but the, I thought what was very interesting is you also mentioned, you said 
that you know there's no you don't swerve the issue that um, ultimately you do need to understand the basics and the core of the maths and the programming that goes on um, in this field. Um, can you talk to us a bit about, uh, say, agent-based modeling and how you use that to address some of the questions mm-hmm. you're um, looking to answer and test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, some words uh, about this token engineering process again. Um in fact, uh, the first phase um, is about uh, the requirements of a system. And here we have to understand the stakeholders, their roles in a system, um, what what motivates them, meaning what what is the value proposition here, what bring them, do they bring as in terms of assets. This can be um, either liquidity or it can be services to the system like verification, curation, um, selection and then you derive our first con- on a conceptual level you derive our first system models with the um, with the stakeholders in the system and first um, let's say human language mechanisms and then in order to design these mechanisms in a rigorous way and also in order to be even able to add it to something like a smart contract to code, you have to formulate these mechanisms in math. And this is then the second step, uh, the design phase. And here um, we translate these conceptual level um, description of mechanisms into uh, algorithms. And in the third phase, we call it deployment. We build this digital twin. And here we apply agent-based modeling, if we look from an agent's perspective or other ways of modeling complex systems, like CatCat takes a little bit different approach. And all these tools, CatCat or TokenSpice, or even uh, tools that we now um, take from the the games industry, like with modeling the, the mechanisms in video games, Um, These tools are meant to test out the systems, like to run experiments before you even launch it and implement it, to run experiments to gain a better understanding of your system, to see how it plays out in edge case scenarios, uh, what happens to your KPIs. And this is important because we need a... The designers need intuition about the algorithms, the mechanisms they designed um, to tweak it and optimize it. And also a whole project needs to understand not only an an isolated mechanism. The the tricky part here is that in simulations, we try to capture um, a, a dynamic system and a system that is composed of various components. So it's complex interactions between these components over time and this is something you can't cover with spreadsheets and that's why we are building agent-based models um, to to understand and test out these systems so these tools like that you mentioned cadcad and token spice these are sort of open source packages right that help people run simulations so people can pull down code from a repository right. like GitHub, and often these protocols have their code open source and on, you know, on GitHub, and you can people can pull them down, mm-hmm. um, use these packages that you mentioned, 
and run simulations to run their own sort of tests and um, experiments? Yeah. Um, so number one, uh, yes, CatCat token spies are open source tools. Um, and this is super important to have this in such a new sector. And they, they have different approaches. Both are super powerful when it comes to, uh, for example, CatCat is a library uh, and you can all base all uh, both are based on Python. So this is the main programming language for token engineers. And thus you have um, also a lot of additional libraries that you can integrate into your modeling and analysis. Uh, so this is, um, I guess, a really good fundament for our discipline next to the fact that this is open source. And uh, the other important element that you mentioned is uh, projects open sourcing their codes. And you are right, not too many, even though crypto uh, promotes uh, the idea of open source code, actually the models to verify the economic mechanisms are many times not open source. And uh, this is another, you know, something that uh, matters to us. We have open sourced several all our models that we create in our hackathons are open source and have to be open source. This is something we require the projects if they want to collaborate in a hackathon with us. And also we encourage projects uh, to open source their models because as you say, um, it's, it's just really relevant that um, you can compare uh, various modeling approaches. You can build on um, existing components just to make it easier and a common practice uh, to verify uh, a mechanism design, a token design via modeling and simulations. Angela, you mentioned this point about how designers translate uh, these mechanisms that they're designing or, or this um, the kind of outputs and, and simulations and models of this token engineering that they're doing to other actors in a system. Mm -hmm. And that kind of resonates with me as um, an ethnographer um, of, you know, DAOs, for example. I'll do a whole kind of um, in-depth multi-month case study, come up with findings, and then kind of have this challenge of communicating and integrating findings in what is you know really an attention economy and I've actually just written about this um, in an upcoming piece on the ethnography of a DAO is that something that you have thoughts on in terms of like how do you take you know these important you know simulations and models and potentially kind of insights around the dynamics of a system and communicate that more broadly to its constituents in a way that it can be digested and absorbed or acted upon yeah, this is actually a very important topic. Um, in our programs, so like in the hackathons, we um, people apply. And uh, first step is to um, explore potential um, experiments or, that you'd like to run, that you'd like to build in a hackathon, and also uh, pretty much a research question and a result of uh, what, what should be the journey in this hackathon over the eight months, uh, eight weeks, sorry. And we realized that in many cases, a, a documentation of this journey, so the initial question, uh, how to come up with um, 
the what is the answer actually that uh, you are trying to give, and then how to community uh, communicate it. This is hugely underrated. So only the having uh, this coherent documentation of the process and the results, and then additionally how to communicate it, because there are many. On one hand. If people are aware, like in a DAO, the participants are aware of, okay, we are building a new component and we're running simulations, then very often the expectation on uh, what we can do um, are a little bit off because simulation sounds like you can predict the outcome of a system. Uh, so like you can predict a price or you can predict a voting outcome, but that's obviously not the case since we have free human actors Uh, that can behave however they want to. You can optimize and steer in a certain directions with incentives, but actually we have uh, free individuals taking part in these systems. So what's understanding, what's the purpose of a simulation? It's rather understanding the vulnerability sensitivities and not predicting a certain outcome. This is number one, a communication issue. And then the second one is, of course, <clears throat> okay, how can we educate um, participants in decentralized systems that we want, we want them to take the uh, take decisions. We want them uh, to steer a, an, a system and take part actively in optimizing it and further developing it. So, how can we make these um, the questions, the really important questions that should be explored, and second, the outcomes? How can we make this really something? Um, a, a valuable source of information to all of them, um, particularly when it comes to decision-making or if it comes to uh, preparing a DAO, um, organization for um, decision-making under pressure, for example, if decisions have to be taken in a quick but still in a decentralized fashion. And this is really, I think, an still a very major challenge for all DAOs and a token engineer has a very important role in in the this challenge. Where do you see uh, token engineering as a field going? I mean, what's your um, dream for this? Do you envisage it as a sort of bona fide mm. subject taught at, taught at universities, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah. So, of course, I hope to see it as an established field, let's say, within the next five years. I guess this also depends a lot on the further development of the crypto sector overall. So will it be and stay rather a subfield uh, in finance or can we establish crypto economies um, addressing many more use cases, which we obviously, I mean, there's such a huge chance in these uh, decentralized uh, organizations as well as token-based economies. Um, but yeah, of course, um, it matters a lot where regulation goes um, in the many jurisdictions where this is currently discussed, where the whole market goes, and this will have an impact on token engineering. But uh, of course, I hope to see it as an uh, established engineering discipline, just as the um, other engineering fields that have been established over the last couple of hundred years. And um, in the crypto sector, I think today we have a situation where either 
projects are pretty much like, okay, uh, let's just build it and launch it and see um, what will happen. And um, sharp contrast in A, the, the effort that is taken for um, building uh, the, the code base and uh, software development and just a very naive understanding of, of the dynamics of a token-based systems that in many cases then um, leads to disruptions for the project or its failure. Uh, so, of course, I'd like to establish um, this understanding of this field in all the crypto projects and get away from the current situations that today, if projects try to address this and try to um, yeah, rigorously design their tokens, they have to they, they have a challenge in hiring experts because they are super scarce. Uh, they are also pretty expensive. And um, to me, token engineering in any crypto project has to be uh, a field and department very much like software engineering. It's complementary. It's uh, the economic layer. And on the other hand, we have the code layer. And this is um, complementary and, and uh, should be... Um, yet deserves the same uh, effort in terms of time, manpower and budget in any crypto project. Do you know uh, how many of your rough, roughly 3,000 signups that you mentioned, um, how many are students, how many are professionals in the crypto space? Um, I think that'd be quite interesting to know. Yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, we have a lot of students and signups that are not crypto natives. So I would say that around 40% have already experience in the crypto sector, either because they have been active, like they have been active as um, software engineers or uh, participating in DAOs or even trading, investing. And, uh, but the rest doesn't have. And the, the, That's interesting because, number one, we are attracting people with prior field of study that are really relevant for designing crypto systems, uh, like I mentioned, math, uh, data science, um, economics. And on the other hand, we see that people are fascinated by the opportunity to design and encode economic systems um, because of the uh, opportunity and they see it um, and they see the potential applications to uh, really exciting new fields. Uh, I mean, ranging from, of course, the financial DeFi sector, but then applied to use cases like we had um, a huge event, Berlin Blockchain Week, uh, last week. And uh, we had a, a couple of events on regenerative economies, um, sustainability, uh, from energy over uh, protecting nature to um, resource management to supply chains. And then, of course, um, people are excited about the idea of new global organizations, this um, potential to form networks at the intersection of companies and nations 
without being exclu exclusive permissionless systems. And this is a very exciting field for many to explore. So uh, definitely a lot of people beyond crypto. And I take this as a very positive signal because obviously there's something in token engineering that is not only attractive for those who are who want to invest in tokens. This permissionless aspect is, uh, I think, very exciting. The fact that anyone can participate, anyone can, can think of uh, a system that they want to design um, and it can really... Um, inspire, I think, confidence in the sector, um, inspire entrepreneurship and uh, the fact that people can learn and collaborate with each other across time zones, across disciplines, I think is, um, yeah, I think it's very, very exciting. Um, about something you mentioned, you mentioned Regen and, I mean, I've heard of DGENs. Could you perhaps, perhaps explain what Regen means in that context? Yeah, uh, Regenerative Economies um, is a new term for something that has been around for, I would say, uh, one or two decades. is It's this notion that on one hand, we realize that, uh, so I would say nobody in the crypto sector is questioning capitalism altogether. So there is this notion of incentives as a driver of activities uh, for coordination of actors in a system. But at the same time, of course, also we see the limitations today. So exploit of resources, um, the negative effects of globalization um, and many other challenges. And the regenerative movement is trying to Uh, gather the actors uh, from previous and and um, earlier approaches on how can we can we design regenerative economies and how and then uh, takes this new opportunities okay how can we make this work uh, with tokens in crypto systems and I think this is a very um, important development um, because, in the crypto sector, we can build on a lot of existing ideas. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, I think if this new opportunities in technology um, is merged and multiplied with the ideas that uh, have been around, um, we can test out and build things that have been only on the conceptual level for a long time um, with local currencies, Uh, with purpose-driven economies and purpose-driven tokens. And this is uh, just a very exciting development. It's pretty new, so I would say. For, I first seen this term uh, region and degen um, maybe a couple of months ago. Maybe this was the reaction on the degens. Wait, there is something else, regions. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, um, ETH Barcelona, which I think we were both at, was mm -hmm. a really interesting kind of manifestation of um, yeah. this zeitgeist around regenerative economies and yeah. um, the possibilities of regenerative finance. And um, I came across a lot of, uh, you know, kind of inverted projects. It was like, you know, the DAO <laughs> gets to decide how to donate instead of, you know, um, how to spend money for their own causes or something. So it seems kind of mm -hmm. quite decent. But did you have other reflections from your time at Barcelona? Mm, uh, it was um, definitely interesting to see how the various places and locations find their own 
core um, topics that are most exciting um, and also resonate with a certain place. And I also had this notion that Barcelona was a lot about uh, regenerative economies and also DAOs forming these new organizations. I met a couple of non-crypto uh, attendees or organizations that have been there, including uh, people from corporate land trying to understand this new field of DAOs and what's going on here and what would could this mean for uh, the companies of the future? Um, yeah, so uh, this was, I think, very special to Barcelona. Angela, one question I had. Um, I've heard all these terms. Um, and I'm not really sure how to uh, distinguish between them. So this, I've heard token economics, mm -hmm. uh, tokenomics, and token engineering. Um, are they interlinked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean it's a new field, and and everybody tries to come up with definitions. Uh, for us, so there is uh, generally tokenomics. This um, term co coined in the crypto sector, um, st the starting point uh, was a token distribution, token launch. Uh, very much from an investor's perspective, how many tokens, uh, who should get, what are the criterias, how is, is, is there a token sale, and then come up with, a, you know, uh, defining the numbers in, in this whole uh, process, tokenomics. Then there's cryptoeconomics, and cryptoeconomics uh, to me is rather the scientific discipline in um, scientific research on, on mechanisms and, and phenomena. And token engineering, the applied discipline. And again, for us, we call it token engineering because we refer this to this tradition of engineering disciplines with a rigorous analysis, design and verification as part of the process with um, reconciling theory with practice. It's not only uh, uh, developing the theory, it's also... Um, the practical application and this sense of responsibility. And we feel this that this is a proper description of our field and hence we call it token engineering. But today, I mean, there are no uh, criteria to call um, yourself as a tokenomic expert or token engineer. There will be a certificate as part of the T fundamentals. And then of course, uh, it's uh, probably easier to digest um, and gain an understanding of the knowledge of a person uh, you're talking to or collaborating with, but it's, um, yeah, these terms are not sharply defined yet. Angela, I wanted to return uh, to something you mentioned previously around uh, the idea of vulnerabilities and risk in crypto systems, which obviously piqued uh, my interest given um, my work on resilience. Uh, you also mentioned at the start of the call the incorporation of ethics into token engineering. What are the downsides or risks of token engineering or what do you think can't or shouldn't be engineered? Okay. Mm, I mean, what are the downsides of risks? I think that for the first, token engineers talk about risks and they try to deal with risks. And I think this is a very important step forward because um, in the past, I've seen projects like 
ah, okay, mm, yeah, we started to realize that this is really um, a complex thing, this token thing, because we have many uh, effects on just thinking about the token price. Uh, you have a token amount, then you have the um, token holders, you have secondary markets, you have external market dynamics, like um, uh, tokens react on, on their environment, uh, on, on the underlying, uh, if it's an Ethereum ERC20 token, on the price of Ethereum, and so on and so forth. And then uh, sometimes you have this reaction like, you see, this is also unpredictable. Why should we even try to design it? Why should we even try to put rigor on it? And I think this is a um, this is not a suitable reaction on it uh, for any anybody designing or building anything. So it feels to me, um, token engineers are trying to openly deal with risk without promising that we can get rid of risk. And and this is to me a very grown-up understanding of things we build and i think this is a very healthy thing that we add to crypto and to to um, our perspective on technology in the 21st century with whatever technology we build we build risk so we there there is no technology uh, there probably there isn't anything human beings build without any risk uh, but what we can do as responsible builders is that we actively deal and actively tackle this risk. And this, this makes a huge difference. And um, token engineers are, I mean, it's, it's part of the whole definition of a token engineer that you ongoingly try to understand, to dig into uh, the dynamics of um, the, the potential outcomes of what you are building. And then, yes, there are tools to help you understand risks. And yes, it is part of the token engineer's role to talk about risks and to help others to understand how to deal with risk and how to tackle risks. And I mean, we have found ways to deal with risk in our personal life, in organizations, and that's what we need in, in crypto projects as well. Yeah, that's super fascinating. And actually, you mentioned um, Michael Zagam's contribution uh, to the course. I know he's written about engineering ethics, and of course, we've had him on the podcast before. Um, he was actually the one to tell me about this idea of the engineer's ring, which is part mm -hmm. of the order of the engineer um, in the United States, States which emphasizes um, a signpost of uh, pride and responsibility in the engineering profession. So perhaps there should be some kind of TEC guild or I'm sure you're thinking about, you know, NFTs or other kind of assets yeah, yeah. to signify people's 100%. Like a Hippocratic Oath. Oh, yes. Yeah, very similar. I think, I mean, what what um, what really makes me very positive uh, is that our students are somehow up to this challenge because um, I feel that um, if you'd like to become a token engineer, you see that you'll be the person not only come uh, to come up with creative designs but also to explain to others um what's what are these side effects side negative unforeseen side effects this is and and interconnectedness of effects this is something i think it's 
somehow I feel it's a big topic for many people, not only in crypto, because we see in our world that um, what we build, what we consume, how we live has side effects. And uh, for quite a long time, we, we didn't think about it. But uh, we also see this is one planet. Uh, there's no ex escape. Look at climate change and um, complex systems, interconnectedness of effects is something that is i feel there's a whole new generation not only in token engineering you see this in many other scientific fields where people start to ask questions like okay maybe it's not a good idea to think in silos anymore we have to think beyond our discipline uh, we have to uh, work cross-disciplinary to really um yeah just do better um, really create progress or improvements and not just uh, yeah, make a step forward in one sector, but then create all kinds of negative side effects and are not even aware of it. So I think this is um, our time to some extent, try to understand systems, try to understand dynamic, try to understand and deal with complexity. And in token engineering, it's a particular field where if you're interested in this, uh, here's your place because uh, you'll you'll enjoy dealing with complexity in token engineering every single day. That's, that's fascinating. I mean, I think, uh, you know, in the academic space, for example, agent-based modeling has never really taken off. Um, it's always sort of been on the fringes in, uh, you know, computational economics Um But it'll be it'd be amazing if something like token engineering sort of finally breaks down the doors and um, you know encourages real you know interdisciplinary innovation. Um, you know, I'm a finance guy. I mean, I'm very interested in DeFi. I see the use case. Um, you know, using this stuff for digital twins and stress testing DeFi protocols. Um, one thing I find very interesting is the sort of module you've got at the end on DAOs and governance. Um, could you talk a little bit about where you see that frontier of token engineering going and what kind of uh, dreams you have for future modules, perhaps? Yeah, so uh, module five, again, is about uh, governance for token engineers. We started with mm, this This final module should be probably about uh, this whole uh, sector of, okay, you have token-based decision-making. And, and this was then taking it very in a simple way, uh, what are potential token um, voting mechanisms. But then the, uh, the deeper we looked into this field, and Jessica Sartler is the course author here. She collaborated a lot with you as well, with you, Kelsey, with Block Science. And um, then we, we started to understand that as a token engineer, with token-based decision-making. So no matter, first of all, you're designing voting systems, plainly simple. Um, what voting decision-making power would could you have in a system? But the next level is then governance as a capital asset, which is raising a lot of questions also around 
okay, in the past, this was rather about individuals uh, than about nation states and, and citizenship. Now, in the future, this might become an, an investment uh, vehicle, a capital asset. What will that mean? And is this something uh, we could even wish for? Uh, raising very important questions. And then the third layer is um, algorithms for policymaking. So how to encode policies in um, algorithms. And that's something, and also how to react and, and, well, we are always trying to formulate this. It's never final. It's, we are talking about emerging systems and uh, governance has to, Uh, react on on uh, system states and on new developments. So there's not this final policies that are set in stones. It's rather an ongoing development between what we are we aiming for, uh, what is um, what is the formulation of our organization, and then embedded in code. And as we embedded in code, foresee or take the next steps in. Either uh, how can we grow our ecosystem, we have new stakeholders, or we have new challenges, we see new challenges and how to deal with that. And I think this is a constant conversation between code and actors and, and um, then having algorithms to express policies is something new. And that's uh, certainly a third very super interesting area in this last module of T Fundamentals and in the sector overall. What plans do you have for modules after that in your applied? Um, actually, this, uh, this T Fundamentals is like the synergy of the fields that I've mapped out in the beginning of this conversation. And further modules will deal with diving deeper. So diving deeper in the original fields, like diving, currently we're running a program on computational and social choice, dealing on voting mechanisms to so dive deeper in this sector. Um, an upcoming one is network science, um, analyzing the new networks that we can now for the first time see and make transparent via the data we collect on blockchains, um, how to understand and uh, apply network science graph theory to analyze these new systems and then come up with DAO monitoring, DAO intelligence. And there are many more plans, uh, I mean, game theory, um, Again, policy making, decision making. Um, so here, the plan is to dig into and dive deeper into the original fields to bring the wealth of knowledge that already exists to the token engineering field. And I'm so glad you mentioned that algorithms as policy making. Um, I'll share the link to um, a piece that I was fortunate enough to co-author with Michael Zagam on that concept. I think uh, it's still extremely nascent and. Um, uh, yeah, crucial to uh, sort of the direction that uh, the space develops as an ontology. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope to see many. Actually, we didn't even start, Kelsey, with uh, discussing, okay, how could we integrate this to TE Academy? How uh, can we make this part of the curriculum? And I'm sure uh, there's so much, so much uh, we could do here. <laughs> 
more episodes to record for sure. It's um, it's really exciting, and obviously you have um, our intrigue and uh, interest and support here at RMIT. So uh, thank you so much to Angela for joining us today, as well as Iman for um, coordinating this episode and um, asking fantastic questions. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Minton Burn. You can check out the show notes, including links to further research at rmitblockchain.io.